Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, that's me, along with Captain Patrick and Mike the Mariner. Captain Rusty might even join us in uh, at some point during the show. He's at the Orlando Boat Show this weekend. Uh, also, we have a special guest to talk about uh, boating yacht charters. Uh, there's uh, been a glutton of openings on Russian super yachts. I don't think she specializes in that particular offering, but she does yeah. do super yachts all around the world that you can charter and uh, I don't know, maybe get a little taste of what it's like to live on a vessel like that for a few weeks before you decide to take the plunge and buy one yourself. You think, Patrick, or what? Uh, maybe, but, you know, nothing beats storming down the dock with your well-ammunitioned uh, AR-15 and taking on the Russians, Greg. It's all about the journey. And if that's part of it, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, Mike the Mariner actually out on the water as we speak. We kind of have a, a, a rough connection, uh, but I don't know. Mike, uh, you don't have any uh, guns on your vessel, that you're, and where are you cruising exactly? Where are you? Yeah, we're approaching, uh, we're approaching on to an island right now. We just went up and, uh, and took on fuel. Wow, $5.35 Ouch. per gallon. For, how, uh, how many gallons did you have to pump into that thing? How many, how many gallons? Did you have to get? Uh, it was just uh, 114 gallons. Whoa! Do the math. That's one million dollars. <laughs> and when you know, uh, we don't that have Barry, uh, the accountant, to help out with that. So yeah, it could be off. And, and that's that. only a quarter. That's only a quarter of my fuel capacity. Oh geez. All right. Well, uh, all I can say, Mike the Mariner, is glad I'm not you because I would be broke. But, uh, but yeah, he, he has a dicey signal. We'll check in with him periodically. Just go ahead and mute your mic for now, Mike. And uh, we'll check back when you get a better uh, cell coverage. But Yeah, uh, but on the go. plus side, he's on a vessel where that's a quarter of his stated fuel capacity. How awesome is that? that well, that's true. Uh, if you can afford to fill your boat, you can go a long, long way. <laughs> but, but there's that Or, uh, or if you're on the St. John's and you're heading north, just uh cruise with the current yeah cut the engines right yeah well there's there's that i guess maintain steerage you mm-hmm. know you'll be all right get and, out uh, the oars and steer you, you get up to you get up yeah. to jacksonville in a couple weeks yeah it's like what 35 foot boat though that'd be a little bit of a challenge Something and like not if you got a, a wind behind you okay yeah it is it's kind of like his big boat is like, kind of like a wind sail and it's uh, on right so there you go so he can work that to his advantage at least, you know, at least till he runs out of gas, <laughs> has has no money left. Yeah, I just but, want to know how much, how, you know, what what has the price increase been from the last time he fueled up? So, you know, he, he stated, you know, it's five plus a gallon. What was it the last time? And, you know, how much is that affecting? And with Mike, I don't think it is because the way he, he boats and stuff like that. Well, he's a baller. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, well, I mean, price isn't an issue with him. Yeah. And, you know, unless he was doing a long distance cruise. Quarter tank capacity is probably going to be more than enough because he's he's at the marina, he's undercover, hooked up to shore power, not right. running the generator and stuff like that. 
but doing those weekend cruises out, just again, leisurely up the St. John's or yeah. out into Lake Monroe. He's doing fine. Well, Mike, and, tell us what, 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 uh, how much of an increase? What'd you say? Like five fifty a gallon is what you just paid thereabouts. And, uh, the, that's the last, the last time I took on fuel was uh, about $3 and 25 cents Ouch. a gallon. So now it's, so now it's five thirty-five. Wow. And that's why I went, I decided to go top it off. So I'm full now. I have enough fuel probably for three or four months. Okay. All right. So he's, he's ready for the zombie apocalypse and, uh, you know, and God knows that could happen any moment. So we will see, but, uh, God bless him. Uh, despite the fact that he just got hosed. On his uh, fuel consumption there. Again, he's got a boat that a quarter of his stated capacity you know, is, is 100 gallons. I mean, that's mm. how awesome is that? Yeah. Well, like I said, he, he would survive the zombie apocalypse at least for yeah. you know, a month or so, I would say, depending on how much he cruised around. So uh, I'm going to keep him on speed dial on my cell phone <laughs> just in case. Now, uh, we are based in Florida. And, yes, we uh, are. Florida reached a milestone. Uh, I guess this uh, they released the numbers. What the last week or two, or what? Uh, it was last week, and you know, oftentimes when any news story starts with Florida in the headlines, you're just, especially as a resident of Florida, you're like, ah, here we go, Florida. Um, but and if it's ever followed by man, um, you know, it's just you just just put the paper down, turn off mm-hmm. the TV, whatever it is, right? Uh, However, there are now more than 1 million boats registered in the state of Florida, and all of them, with the exception of 50, are registered to Mike. Well, yeah. Once again, he's a baller. So <laughs> He is. There's that. Uh, but that, but that, we're number one. Isn't that right? We, well, registered we, boats? I believe we are number one. Uh, so by the numbers... Um, we have the, uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay has the state's top five counties for vessel registrations, uh, Pinellas County and Hillsborough County, 53, almost 54,000 boats in Pinellas County alone. Hmm. (laughs) That's, that's just outstanding and scary. Yeah. Uh, Hillsborough County, 41,495. Now. We, we talk often, you know, down where Barry's at, the Miami area, and if, if anybody's familiar with boating in the state of Florida, you realize Miami is, uh, how do we want to say, Greg, the poor man's a Riviera? Mess. Oh, no. What? <laughs> or a mess. Uh-huh. Miami-Dade. Uh, you want to take, take a shot at how many boats down in Miami-Dade? Uh, lots. I mean, well, of that million, I, I would say 700,000. Um, off by 626,000. Really? Um, that much? 74,622 boats in Miami-Dade. Mm. That's still a lot of well, boats. Well, that's a lot of boats. Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, so Florida leads the nation in most registered boats. What do you think comes along with that? Well, more boats, more problems. Okay, and, uh, what kind of problems? Uh, well, it, well, just more people with boats that don't know what they're doing, and right, uh, that, which means you know makes for great YouTube videos at the uh, at the docks and stuff. Uh, yeah, so they're trying to load in and load out. But uh, other with, than that, with, yeah, with leading the nation in uh, the number of registered boats, Florida also has the highest number of reported 
because, you know, they don't all get reported, uh, of reported boating accidents. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 2020 alone, 836 boating accidents. That number seems really low. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, these numbers about, uh, you know, Florida eclipsing the the 1 million boat uh, registered boat mark came from florida wildlife commission right or or fwc fwc right and and they put it out there to say hey look we're number one yes but that means more boats more people on the water be careful we're also uh because of that we have more incidents uh and and, and, but what i don't know is like per, per the number of boats um you know it's one thing to say all right we have a a million uh, registered boats we have this many incidents is the incident per like 1,000 boats or whatever higher than it is in other states? Do We we don't have that number, though. Do we, Patrick? Uh, we don't, and I don't know that anybody would take the time to put together such a ridiculous statistic. Well, it but, just had let sure us... it's out there somewhere. I mean, it, it let us, you know, be a little bit more fair as far as comparing, like, uh, you know, boating issues or incidents, well, like to okay, folks but, in but, California, Texas, East Coast... You know. But if you're going to parse it down that way, then you then you might as well get into the type of boats. Let's break it down into size, type of sailboats, power boats, uh, PWCs, um, canoes, kayaks, wow. which all factor in as registered vessels. So you know you could you could have a high number of accidents, but maybe you're in a state where there's more paddle boards. Right. Um, more PWCs being used. Well, I versus- hope we have a very small uh, incident uh, number in Florida for kayak and you know problem uh, accidents. You know, yeah. I, I hope would, we don't yeah. lead the country with those. <laughs> I, I would think not. Or canoes, even they. Yeah. You know, again, you you could you could dive deep into those numbers and spend a lot of time separating out um, the type of boat get into the type of horsepower and then you know the accident the the boat that received the main damage were they at fault or were they on the the receiving end Mm -hmm. uh of you know somebody's uh uh, poor handling skills or poor decision making uh so yeah those those things are out there so with the higher number of registered boats it comes of course the uh higher number of reported incidents which we talked about when we got into this latest boating boom uh, at the beginning of the uh, pandemic. So there's the good side and there's the bad side. So there you go. Take it for what it's worth. All right. You want to charter a super yacht? We'll tell you how next. Stay close to the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast welcome aboard i will be your captain you'll be my scallywags i don't know what that means but you will be them and here's how we play thank you for your attention and welcome aboard let's go this is the world of boating greg your first mate captain patrick mike the mariner rounded out the crew and we are now joined by uh special guest nancy she's with envy yacht charters you can check them out uh envycharters.com like envy but you know like the word envy but it's actually use the letters envycharters.com nancy welcome to the world of boating how are you thank you i'm good thanks for having me on yeah no problem i mean we'd like to live like thurston hell the third and lovey and uh you can help facilitate that is that a fair assumption or what do you think i i can do that i can do that so Uh, depends don't have to be as extravagant as that but we can we can cover everything yeah i mean you could uh charter what a sailboat like a catamaran uh for like two two to four couples or something more exotic like a real super yacht kind of vessel is that right that's absolutely right yeah we, i do fully crewed charters so um for your listeners that are not really ready to take the helm of anything um i'm going to give them a charter with a captain and chef on board from anything from a catamaran all the way up to a mega yacht, well, super yacht. This sounds like a boating experience. It's right down my alley, Patrick. Do you think this is a good choice for someone considering to buy a new vessel? Maybe they should go charter something similar before they uh, uh, you know, lay down the money and actually buy one? Or what do you think, Patrick? Uh, in this size range, I think if you were thinking about buying a boat this size well, most prudent people would probably have already have an idea of what's involved, but since we're talking about boaters, um, yeah, it'd be a great idea to understand what you're getting into uh, fully before if you were going to make that plunge on buying one of these. Do you get that a lot, Nancy, from uh, uh, boating folks like that, and they use this as like a, like a test drive kind of thing? Absolutely, especially in the catamarans and what the last, I would say the last month, I've had two individuals interested in looking at power cats. 
Mm. You know, they were strictly sailors before, but now they're saying, yeah, I might be wanting to go to this power. So they're going to, this summer in the Bahamas, they're going to take uh, two weeks on two different types of power cats. So, and they, with the intention of buying one. There you go. Now, I've been on many a liveaboard dive vessel, which is a different type of uh, adventure than what you guys typically do, even though you do some of that. Like you go charter a, a catamaran like a power cat and, and make it into a dive vacation, I guess, right? Like more of a private charter thing? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, we have a, we, many people are surprised to hear that a member of the crew can serve as your dive master or even offer additional instruction. And uh, even the catamarans to the super yachts have compressors on board to fill the tanks and do that. So you are doing, you know, luxury yachting, I mean, luxury diving on your schedule with who you want to be in. We're not going to put other people on the boat with you. So in this case, you would be diving with exactly who you want to be diving with. I love the idea of this. I live in large. Uh, this is the the true baller lifestyle. Uh, is that a fair assumption too? You think? Yeah. I, or you I think pretend to be. <laughs> in a way, I mean, you can be certainly. Yeah. Um, but I had a woman that owns a dive shop in Seattle um, who just went for nine days in the Grenadines. The price was about fourteen thousand dollars for six people. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's pretty that's good. Your- a baller lifestyle then yes well <laughs> hey it's your boat like hey they don't know if you're renting or uh, you're the owner and uh exactly. yeah uh, you give them a special you know captain's hat uh, no one's the wiser so exactly i love it so i mean do you guys have uh, a particular size or price point that you specialize in or is it all across the board for nv charters it's um we do all across the board i would say predominantly really focus the smallest um uh, catamaran that we offer is around 48 feet mm, wow um so that's going to be a minimum yeah and, and so and it goes up to like what's the biggest uh that you guys have done before as far as uh helping to charter but, these things I, i've booked 230 foot mega yachts in so the Mediterranean. Is, yeah and, and i mean are you like uh Are you you dealing directly with the owners when you're setting these things up, or how's that work? Are you like a management company for the owner, or what? Yeah, no, I don't talk to the owners. I mean, I do, but I would say 90% of the time, the answer is no to that. They they have management companies that handle all the legality, all the insurance issues that I don't want to have to deal with. So they have a clearinghouse or a central agent who is who I deal with, and they're the ones I, you know, that's, that's part of the industry that I trust the companies that manage them and that's kind of how i bet it i gotcha and as far as whether it's sailboats power cats or you know traditional super yacht uh, things that you'd see like at a you know like the palm beach boat show this weekend you guys do all of that type of thing is that right that is correct yeah all crew though they're all going to have a crew on board yeah what do you think is the most uh common uh is, is there a misconception for people that book these things or, you know, like, especially if they've never done it before, like, uh, that you might be a little bit surprised about how these things run or, or yeah. not so much. I think it's the level of service. I mean, I yeah. think even, you know, the economy boats, um, you know, down in the 18,000 for eight people upwards, it's still that you still filling out the same preference sheet that the people on that 240 foot mega yacht are filling out. Yeah. I want to know 
like to eat, drink, what your snacks are, um, you know, it's all within reason. You're going to get, you know, and, um, but, and the, and there's a sliding scale clearly, but I think people are just always amazed that it's that personalized, no matter what the level is. Yeah. So did you start this as an excuse to be able to charter these uh, on your own for free or, or what? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this, Patrick? You'd do this, wouldn't you? Uh, no, no, because I wouldn't what? be allowed. I wouldn't be allowed to, cause they come with a crew. I'm yeah. a licensed captain. I want to drive it. I always want to drive. I don't ever want to be the passenger. I'm just not comfortable doing that. I know Mike's the same way. Well, but you would allow that what, a little bit, wouldn't you, Nancy, depending on the charter? Or would um, you? yeah, certainly. I, what I'm finding is an aging demographic. Those older couples who maybe have been cruisers for a lot of life and, and they're, want to try and go somewhere different, maybe a little bit more challenging, like the Grenadines or something, mm-hmm. um, or even, you know, they'll hire a crew. Gotcha. So, you know, lots of captains that will, you know, hire. Yeah. What, what Greg really wanted to know was, can the people who are chartering these boats, do they expect it to be like below decks, that insipid TV show? Oh boy. <laughs> they, that's, that's what they're expecting. Some of them are, but some of them are not. And you can't say any more than that, I'm guessing. Is that fair? Without divulging anything, I mean, yeah, you will have the people who expect, you know, cases of champagne when they're spending $18,000. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's, yeah, a different tier. There's probably tiers in what they offer. But, uh, Nancy, uh, this is fascinating stuff. You got a great gig. And one of these days, we'll have to take, uh, give you guys a call and see if we can get on one of these thing there so you uh you know now that you know us don't hold that against us okay yeah uh, uh you can contact nancy and the gang there uh very easy check out their website it's pretty impressive uh, answers a lot of the basic questions about chartering a yacht sailboat catamaran or over 200 footer pretty sweet stuff we got more coming up on the world of boating stay close Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. So, uh, I don't know, Patrick and myself definitely need to charter a boat. I don't know about uh, Mike. He already has one, and he's out on the water right now, as you can plainly see on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. Uh, I think he has a pretty good signal right now, too. What do you, what do you think about that? You, would would uh, chartering a yacht with NV Charters be something you'd want to do, Mike, uh, when you're ready to upgrade next week? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it's a blast. Uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, uh, I went to St. Thomas and spent a week on an 80 foot uh, sail cat uh, really? with some friends. Yeah. Yeah. An 80 foot. Yeah, wow. That's, a, that's a monster a, a, vessel. 80, and it, it was, was an 80 foot. Uh, and sail did cat. they let you uh, do any of the crewing yourself or did no. they do all the work? No, they did all the work. Yeah. And, uh, we went, we did a bunch of scuba diving and, uh, I don't know. It was fun to be on a boat and let other people do things for a while. Well, exactly. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I would imagine they're pretty, you know, flexible as far as, like, if you wanted to pick up a few tips, they'd let you hang out with them in the, in the, at the helm and kind of explain some of the stuff oh, that sure. they're doing. You know, pick up oh, a tip absolutely. or two, right? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. We we hung out on the bridge with the the captain, and the captain was our dive master as well. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they let us use the dinghy, but uh, but uh, we didn't get to drive the big boat. Okay. Yeah, I well, I, I tried steps. that too when I I tried to do that too when I went down to Costa Rica on my surf trip and we're out on the cat offshore, and I was like uh, talking with the captain. And I was like, you know, talking about the boat and stuff. It's like, yeah, you know, I've I've got my my uh, captain's license as well. He's like. I, I could see the look on his face, like, oh boy, here it comes. Yeah, exile and, him to the dinghy. It's yeah, one of, we got and, one of those uh, guys. Yeah. Uh, was he going to tell me how to, that I'm not driving r- driving his boat correctly or something like that? And I'm just, mm-hmm. I just, I, I didn't even bother asking because I even, I already knew. Plus, honestly, a boat like that, there's real no fun in it. Um, it's not, a, it's not a power cat. We were strictly under sail power, but I would have probably, if I had been offered, I would have taken the shot at uh, uh, taking the uh, helm. Yeah. Uh, on a on a sail cat as big as the one that we were on. Well, it just depends on the captain, I guess, and the crew that you're working with, and you got to suck up to how them. many Benjamins you got in your hand. Well, that might help a little bit too. You got to get them a little, uh, you know, financially and maybe even uh, otherwise uh, uh, libationally uh, lubricated. How about that? You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Great. It's so good to see y'all. Likewise. Welcome to Hilton Head Island. It's absolutely beautiful. It's so amazing. And so I figured what better way to see the island than on a boat. So you guys, come on. Let's go. Oh, I'd be right there with her. That sounds like a lot of fun. That's from The Bachelorette, which are getting ready to launch their new season with two of them. There's going to be two Bachelorettes on the season this year, Patrick. How about that? Uh, and surely they're going to have a boating uh, fantasy date on this season. Because the last one for The Bachelor, they didn't do any boating things. I think it was because, uh, you know, they were well, they were in like Iceland and some you know, less than boat friendly areas. So they, they're going to mix it up, I think, on this next one. And uh, uh, let's hope not. You know, you know what uh, is not boat friendly? What's that? Troubles at boat ramps. Oh, yeah. But boy, is it fun to watch on YouTube? Uh, Depends. And it's gotten so bad in some places. Uh, The town of Lynn in Wisconsin, which is actually how it's known uh, because it's Wisconsin. So Mm -hmm. it is town of Lynn. Uh, They have gone so far as to the town of Lynn supervisors have approved a boat launch behavior policy. What? Yeah, You've got to be kidding me! Oh my wow. gosh, what is have this you like? Not listen to this show, Mike. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any code of conduct on the world of boating, even though sometimes uh, we probably should. Th- this this stems from abuse of the staff and patrons at its boat launch facilities. Uh, the boat launch attendants were being verbally abused, and there was some physical contact. Uh, so they put into a policy, which is one page. Thankfully, they got it down to one page, which I could have probably made it two bullet points at that. Uh, but it's basically the town supports the right of staff and all patrons to use boat launch facilities without discrimination, intimidation, 
threat of harm or invasion of privacy. The town is dedicated to providing friendly, courteous, and respectful service and an enjoyable, clean, safe, and comfortable environment for all users. Boring! Uh, I'm never going to watch their videos of the uh, boat uh, boat docks there. Here, here, here are the bullet points uh, for people who are going to use the boat launch facilities. Show respect to all and take direction from boat launch attendants. Show respect for equipment, supplies, and facilities. Refrain. Doesn't say stop. It says refrain, uh, which is like, you know, you really shouldn't do that. That's from harassing or abusing patrons or launch attendants physically or verbally. Refrain from using offensive, abusive, or threatening language, behavior, or gestures. The fact that we, as a society, we have to put this in writing. Mm. Is is that what you were? Is that was that direction you were heading in, Mike? Mike, he's thinking like yes. what I'm thinking. These are the same people <laughs> that want to why, why eliminate tackle to football. <laughs> well, because 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 there's a certain segment of society that, for whatever reason, has I don't know, maybe because they've been in lockdown for two years, they've forgotten how to behave as to treat people the way that they would want to be treated is mm. really what it kind of comes down to. Yeah, and. Taking that tone, whether you're trying to create a viral moment that's you know going to get you a hundred thousand views on YouTube or uh, whatever it is, it, this isn't behavior that you need to engage in. Boat ramps, depending on who is uh, launching or recovering at the time, uh, it can be really stressful, even for the most uh, knowledgeable uh, boater or user of such a facility. There are things that happen that can stress you out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, it, despite all your best intentions, your boat dies and, you know, your, your outdrive won't come up. Um, uh, for, for whatever reason, the ramp is extremely slippery and you don't right. have four wheel drive. And it's, you know, those things happen. How about we just treat each other the way that we would want to be treated and put down the camera instead of trying to videotape this stuff and it, lend a hand to these people. But I, I find it ridiculous, not that the town did this, but the, fa- the fact that the behavior got to a point where they felt they needed to do this to protect their employees. Well, is there That's, any teeth to this uh, rule or ordinance or whatever the heck they're putting out there? It's, it's of probably course just there is. There is? Well, yeah, what of can they do, f- do to you if they find out you've, uh, you know, you've broke the, you know, politically correct? police rule or whatever you call this i'm glad you asked that question code of conduct uh under the policy any criminal acts including threatening or physical abuse may may result in arrest and prosecution to the full extent of the law of the town of lynn police department for all other violations launch attendants shall reserve the right to issue a written warning to offenders (laughs) records of the incident are to be made available to the town clerk harbor commission and if necessary the Lynn Police Department, a second violation within a 12-month period shall result in a suspension of 12 months from the date of the incident. <laughs> it's, wow. It's, I mean, you know, if you if you want to put a stop to this, I mean, the policy, understand you have to do that. Uh, and you certainly don't want to tie up law enforcement having to post somebody there to make sure that everybody stays on their best behavior. Well, if they're but, filming it, they can just turn the film over to the uh, to right. law enforcement. And, and that and that point, I'm sorry, it's a one strike and you're out. Yeah, deal. It's, 
supposed to be you know, the law. If they're breaking the law with assault or anything like that, they should be arrested and fined yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, on your second violation, and on your third violation, and you know, and when it gets to the fourth violation, right? It, look, one time you're you're physically abusive, you're verbally abusive, you're threatening other people or staff at the ramp. You're done. You're mm. done. You're out of here, and don't come back. And if we find you here, then the police will be called, and we're going to impound your car, we're going to impound your boat and trailer, um, and you're going to face criminal prosecution. It's sad that it comes to that, but. You know, this thing with employees, whether at boat ramps or in restaurants or whatever, they're taking the brunt of this buffoonery uh, that seems to have descended uh, over the past couple of years. Just stop. Hmm. Well, I guess. I don't know. It it seems like overkill to me. I mean, uh, um, you know, Mike uh, is, you know, he, he has his boat over in a marina in Sanford, Florida. Have you seen it get worse over the last couple of years in that regard, or has it always been this way? What do you think? Well, it, it, it changes every every given weekend. Changes with the weather. I have seen some of the most stupid acts of boating I've ever witnessed on the boat ramp in my marina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've but been, you know, I've been to marinas all over the U.S. But but that's that's a given, and those things are going to happen. But what about the behavior of people? Has that, as it seemingly over the last couple of years, is it getting more confrontational at boat ramps, or is it to you? Is it ah, it's kind of the same? No, I, I haven't seen too too many confrontations or people getting mad. I, I did see a couple yell at each other one day because they were launching their jet skis, and both of the jet skis went out into the basin because neither one of them had the. <laughs> had them uh, tied off and you know she you know he he, he was yelling at her saying hey I, I told you to hold the lines and she said you you backed them in too fast and yeah then she folded her arms and said well you're gonna swim out and get them a tail as right. old as time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i don't think well, uh, th- this no, has changed at all i think uh you know uh, there you know maybe that yeah, there's more boaters out in Florida, so there's more boaters and more potential for conflict just because well, of the number is there. Maybe it's just not in Florida. It's 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 nationwide because there was ju- this past week there was a story where this there was a shooting at a boat ramp. I, if it was uh, in Louisiana, where again it was a confrontation about launching a boat, and it was between two women. Right, and the one resorted to pulling a handgun and shooting the other one in the chest. Yes. Thankfully, she didn't die. But I mean, it's. It, it, the thing is, bef- before you get into that that homicidal rage, man, just walk away, take a deep breath. It's it's just a boat. Whether it's you're you're, you're going to get in the water in the next five minutes or in the next fifteen minutes, there are worse things to be dealing with in life other than waiting for someone that you feel is taking up your time at the ramp. You're going to get in. You're going to get out. And once you're out on the water, get away from these people that you feel are causing you such misery and go enjoy your day out on the water. Yeah, but I'm not sure that uh, getting a demerit from the boat ramp HOA is going to be a solution that's going to do much of anything uh, there. Well, no, that's why I said it's kind of a one-strike policy for me. Is how I, I would You know, it. if they really wanted to solve it, yeah, they're in Wisconsin, right? So what they ought to do is if they catch oh, someone comes. Uh, acting up, just, yeah. you know. Pummel them, uh, pummel them with cheese. I I should have said it. I would have yep. ruined it. But 
I knew you were heading in that direction. Right. I mean, you know, it's spring break here in Florida. So when they have an argument between two women at the boat dock, uh, they solve it with coleslaw wrestling. That's the way it was done back in the 80s. Maybe we ought to go old school. Go bring that back. Yeah, let's not. Okay. Um, what we, what right. we are going to do is move on from this story. All right. That sounds like a much safer approach. More coming up on the World of Boating. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message, and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast my captain oh captain my captain Rise up and hear the bells. Rise up for you. The flag is flung. For you, the bugle trills. All right. Dismissed. <laughs> well, uh, just to remind you, Pipe Piper is still a sinking ship, so... Enough with the maritime metaphors. You don't have to walk the plank on a sinking ship. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, uh, a couple weeks from now, you're going to hear about my adventure on Virgin Voyages. Uh, I'm getting ready to board, and it's going to be uh, pretty sweet. So, Are you, dr- are you driving the cruise ship? Uh, I'll ask the captain, and then he'll send me to my uh, quarters, uh, probably under security. Supervision so, as well. But I'll try. Are, 
Are we gonna Are we gonna hear about the time that you had to spend in the uh, cruise ship brig? The brig, yes. Okay. I will, I will want to find that and just say I've been there, did that kind of thing. You know, you you really for content for the show, you really should say, "Hey, listen, just just because uh, you know uh, the radio show that I do, we were wondering what does the cruise ship brig look like?" Right. Exactly. I'd ask him to take a tour. Mm-hmm. And he'll he'll hand me the soap and say, "Go have at it." Then the question is, can you book the brig? Good point. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, I booked an inside cabin. It may may not be much of a much of a difference. Well, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Is it like a is it like a cot and a uh, wash basin and a, a basic toilet, or is it basically a cabin? Well, we'll <laughs> find out. I'll uh, report back accordingly. It's the sacrifice I make here for the world of boating. That's what yeah, I'm doing. We appreciate that. Yep. But you know what? We don't want our listeners to do, Greg. We don't want them to sacrifice power when they're out on the water. And this past week, Rely On, it's amazing the names that these companies come on, come up with. Rely On is spelled capital, I have to specify this, capital R-E-L, lowercase I, capital O, capital N. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can guess, because of the L and the I, lithium. Um, Rely On Battery unveiled its Insight Series 12-volt lithium battery. Okay. Um, and that is special. Why? Uh, I'm going to get to that. Okay. Uh, Rely on is part of uh, BCAS or Brunswick Corporation's Advanced Systems Group. Um, the development of the Insight Series 12 volt battery, according to the press release, fills a critical need in the marketplace and was inspired by our customers who seek the utmost reliability and performance when they're on the road or water. We believe we're setting a new standard for the industry. Blah blah blah. Peak discharge. Anyway, this battery's got a capacity of 120 amps, the ability to provide 160 amps of continuous current. One battery can power multiple appliances at the same time and reduce the frequency between charge-ups. Now, we, we've talked about uh, manufacturers going to you know all battery power, like uh, the uh, most recent boat of the year, uh, the Ingenu- Ingenuity uh, by uh, uh, Correct Craft. Uh, the all-electric wakeboard boat, uh, boats that are manufacturers that are starting to uh, ditch uh, gas and diesel generators in favor of uh, lithium battery power, uh, stored power to run systems while you're out on the hook, uh, so to speak. The thing with this that people need to be careful with is having an existing boat and swapping over uh, say their house battery to something like this uh, lithium battery. If you've got a smart charger on board, your your charger has been it's got the capability of charging different styles of batteries, lead acid, AGM, so on and so forth. What it what the chargers can't do is differentiate between the different types of batteries that you may have installed on the boat. So it's kind of an a, a one or all, if you will. Either you're all lead acid or you're all AGM or you're going to be all lithium. So the issue that I see moving forward is people are going to, oh, wow, I'm going to go put this lithium battery in and, you know, I'm going to have this great uh, house battery power, but you're going to cause issues on the charging end. Okay. Well, and plus, if you get it, uh, if salt water gets to that lithium battery is never a good thing, right? Oh, uh, well, Aren't that would never happen because boats don't leak. Never. 
I don't I don't know. You but know. have you ever seen that? What happens when salt water gets to <laughs> one of them batteries? If you're watching the YouTube feed, as soon as I said that, Mike, Mike looked at the camera. He just started smiling when right. I said boats don't leak. <laughs> yeah. He made a funny. Uh, what, what, what do you think about that, Mike? Is that something that you would make a move towards, lithium batteries on your uh, yacht? He's, uh, well, he's, he's having uh, issues. Probably not yep. this one. I think of Yeah. Oh, no signal, huh? Yeah, the signal's uh, choppy. But, uh, but yeah, you know, if you combine salt water and lithium batteries, it, it's fun to watch because <laughs> they have a tendency to smoke uh, dramatically and then potentially catch fire. And, you know, so you got to definitely be very, very careful with those, which is, explains why you're not really, uh, I don't think you're allowed to fly with those type of batteries. Am I correct? And then airplanes. Uh, no, never, not since, uh, definitely since, uh, was it, uh, trying to remember the one that went down in the Everglades, yeah. uh, Florida air or something like that. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that, uh, they don't want to have happen. And I think based on the, uh, issue out on the West coast with that dive boat to Concepcion, um, there's going to be a, a move afoot to, uh, as far as charging stations for devices that are powered with lithium batteries as well. Yeah, well, that, yeah, they've already made a kind of a, a general guideline, like don't uh, charge in your cabins on one of those type of vessels for sure. So, yeah, uh, it's great technology on one sense, but uh, you got to be careful with it on another. So that you we'll do. Take it, uh, leave it at that for now. And that'll have to do it for uh, this week's edition of the big show. Until uh, next week, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better. As a boater, I went solo that time. Yeah, you did. Good job. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN. Ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.